Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of the Governors for Schools podcast, the best place to learn about a wide range of issues affecting today's governance landscape. My name is Anthony Melia, the Partnerships Manager for the West Midlands region and I am delighted to be one of your hosts today. This podcast is geared towards an introduction to school governance for HR professionals, also working alongside our inclusive governance campaign. We know inclusivity is at the forefront of many minds within the education and governance landscapes, so we're launching a year-long campaign to encourage a wider pool of volunteers to take up all important governing roles. The inclusive governance campaign will run throughout the 2023 to 24 academic year and will encourage prospective and current governors to consider their strategic role in helping nurture a more inclusive education system and governance landscape. We have brought together two of our placed volunteers with a HR background to speak on this panel. This session will be chaired by two members of our team and we will be posing questions about our volunteers' motivations for applying, experience to date, and how their HR skill set plays a part in their governance role. As hosts, we will be contributing today by letting you know about who Governors for Schools are, why you'd want to get involved as a HR professional, are so important for good governance and at the end of our time together how you can sign up. So without further ado I'll um, introduce the rest of the panel starting with my colleague Charlie. Hello it's lovely to be here co-hosting this um, podcast today. I'm Charlie Weston I am Senior Partnerships Manager for the North Region here at Governors for Schools. I work within an amazing team um, with partnership managers and partnership coordinators. And we work with various partner organisations, our volunteers, schools, local authorities, and multi-academy trusts in our roles with the aim of recruiting and placing governors at schools and ensuring they're well-equipped to succeed in their role. On a slightly personal note, after working at Governors for Schools for some time, I'm now taking on a governor role at my local primary school. So I'm really interested to hear from our speakers today and soak up lots of information about their volunteer journeys so far ahead of my first meeting this month. Thank you, Charlie. So I'm going to introduce our two volunteers now. First up, um, we have Kaylee. Kaylee is a currently head of human resources at a globally recognised international charity based in the city of London. With over a decade of experience in human resources management, Kaylee has mainly worked within the not-for-profit sector, including a London-based independent school. Kaylee is a chartered member of the CIPD, having completed the Level 7 CIPD diploma, and is currently undertaking a Master's of Law with a focus on employment. Kaylee has been a community governor of a secondary school in her hometown in Kent since May of 2022. How are you, Kaylee? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Not a problem. Thank you for taking the time today. Um, next up, we have Joanne. Joanne is a seasoned HR leader with a level 7 CIPD qualification and a solid grounding in accounting. Her career spans a variety of sectors across the UK, and she's currently applying her skills to SMEs in Lancashire. Um, as a mother and as a professional, she uniquely understands the importance of effective people management and its impact both in the business and educational settings. Her role as a school governor allows her to contribute to shaping the educational environment, ensuring it benefits from the strategic insights that HR expertise can offer. Joanne, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Good morning. It's a pleasure to be here. 
Brilliant. Thank you all for your time today. Um, now let's get cracking and over to Charlie for the first question. So before we um, ask our, our panellists any questions, Anthony, I, um, I wanted to come to you and um, sort of set the scene a little bit for those that will be listening and not exactly know what a school governor is. So I were able to provide a bit of a summary and let everyone know who's listening what a school governor does. Of course. So the governor role is strategic rather than operational within a school. So governors don't get involved with the day-to-day running of a school. So there is no teaching or education experience required. Instead, they work at a board level to support and challenge the school's leadership team to drive school improvement. So a school governor will sit on a board comprising of around seven to 12 other individuals who are all passionate about improving opportunities for all young people. And they volunteer their time, their skills, their experience to impact the effectiveness of the school they support. Principally, the role is that of a critical friend to the senior leadership of a school to ensure the best outcomes for all young people. Thanks, Anthony. Thank you. So over to Joanne first, I suppose there's so many potential volunteer roles out there where you can get involved and, and, and make a difference. Why did you want to become a school governor? What, what was the, the draw there? From a personal standpoint, my desire to become a school governor came from my commitment to my local community. I have a belief in my mind that the role of education is important because it lays the foundation for our future society. I've always viewed children in our community, not just as pupils, but as future leaders and future thinkers and creators. Those are the people who will inherit our communities and the world at large. So my professional experience in finance and human resources has equipped me with a skill set that I believe can be leveraged to enhance the educational landscape. And I felt a strong sense of duty to contribute these skills. Uh, It's about investing in our children's future and ensuring that they receive the highest quality education that we can provide. And in turn, that will help shape positive futures for everyone. That's that's amazing to hear. And I know that will definitely be reflected by a lot of our volunteers and those listening. I think putting it in a way where you say empowering the young pe- the young people of today, it empowers the decision makers of tomorrow. And so it's to a certain degree is, is incredibly, incredibly important. Kaylee, I'm interested to hear how, how your interest in becoming a school governor was sparked. Yeah, so um, I've worked in an independent school for six years as the, the HR manager there. So I was aware of and worked with the governing body to a degree. Um, but obviously, as a member of staff, you're not all, you know, you're not privileged to know all of the things that are going on in those meetings. So I always wondered what was really going on. Um, and when I left the school for my current position, I wanted to keep a link with school life as I really enjoyed working within the education sector and seeing the difference that that made in, you know, we could make in students' lives. So I registered for Governors for Schools and was contacted about a local school in my hometown who had a vacancy. Um, having lived here for the majority of my life, I'm very familiar with the area and the community um, and wanted to really support a, a local school in my own area, um, similar to, to Joanne in terms of having a, a passion for improving the outcomes for young people in, in our communities. That's great to hear. That's really great to hear. Anthony, um, is there any, any follow-up to these do these motivations, do they ring true of a lot of the volunteers that we see coming through? Yes, they do. That's a near universal want, I suppose, of all of our volunteers is a real commitment to their local community. We recruit people from all walks of life 
professional backgrounds, people who have lived in their communities for their entire lives, people who are new to communities and want to get to know their new area. It's a real fantastic mix of people. And what I always say whenever I'm talking to people who might be unsure about whether a governor role is for them is that everyone can and should become governors if they are able because they have such a huge impact on, as Joanne was saying, the future of their local community through the young people there. So I think it absolutely rings true with my experience of working with volunteers. Definitely. So Kaylee, having been in your role as as a school governor for um, a year and a half, what is the biggest challenge that you've faced in the role so far? Um, I think the, you know, there are the sort of the practical challenges of, of getting used to, if you're not familiar with schools or the education sector, just getting your head around some of that terminology and the things that are, are discussed can be quite, quite uh, daunting to begin with. Um, so things around curriculum and um, exam results and percentiles and all that sort of thing. But the beauty of a governing body is where you've got so many different skill sets and so many different people from so many different walks of life that the answer to a question is only one person away really so it's um it's it's certainly not insurmountable but i think from a sort of broader more holistic approach i think that the some of the really difficult topics and difficult decisions that have to be made um are the most challenging area you know recently we've we've spent a lot of time talking about sort of the cost of living crisis and the impact that that's had on students um and schools and the the rise in in child poverty in our local area um my school operates in one of the most deprived areas of Kent. So it's something that has a real impact on our students and on our school. So they're really tough topics to hear about and and that we need to kind of use to inform our, our decisions. But it's really important as governors that we don't lose sight of those children who are most vulnerable and who rely on the education system to work well for them and to support them in, in times of need. So it's both the biggest challenge, but also the most rewarding when you see that impact of, of the decisions that you're making. Of course, I think one, one thing that I hear a lot from volunteers is the, the elements of the social social aspects that come into the, the education sector that perhaps you don't think about in the first instance. Um, and it's interesting you make mention jargon and acronyms because that's something that with myself starting um, a governor all soon, I'm trying to get up to speed on as quickly as possible, but it seems like um, that's going to take quite a bit of time because the education sector loves a good acronym. Um, but yeah, like you say, um, questions and well, the answers to questions are only one person away. Um, one thing that I always find quite reassuring when speaking with volunteers is saying that the school governors are one of the largest groups of volunteers in England and Wales because of the number of schools there are. And so there are a wealth of resources out there for potential volunteers too. So coming back to you, Joanne, I'm interested to hear what your biggest challenge that you faced since being in the role is. Well, professionally, I'm no stranger to challenges. However, taking on the role of school governor presented me with a different kind of challenge and a much more personal challenge, and that was imposter syndrome. It's been a journey through self-doubt and wondering whether my contribution was of of any value against a backdrop of much more experienced governors. The biggest hurdle was silencing my inner critic, questioned my credibility and my expertise. And it's a battle that many people face in new roles, but overcoming that has been immensely rewarding. Not only have I proved to myself that I have valuable insights to offer, but I've witnessed the tangible benefits that my presence brings to the school. And I feel pride in contributing to the school's progress and a constant reminder that stepping outside of my comfort zone 
it's necessary and it's rewarding. That's really great to hear and I think is something that's definitely a worry for a lot of new governors. So it's really great to sort of bring that to the forefront of this conversation. Anthony, is there any any reflections on that? Uh, anything that you'd like to bring into this? Absolutely. I understand both what Joanne and Kaylee have said about the pride and the passion that they feel volunteering and how those initial steps can be quite daunting, but that there is a wealth of support if you volunteer with Governors for Schools, for example, we do have lots of e-learning and other modules to get you up to speed with governance. But also, I find that governing boards are really fantastic at ensuring that new members feel comfortable and are able to contribute as, as soon as possible. I always say to volunteers who are unsure about, you know, have I, have I got something to contribute, that there are no qualifications needed to be a governor. There's no stage at your career you need to reach. What schools are looking for are the qualities of an individual, such as having the time to commit, to being objective when you're sat around that table, to be able to hold um, the senior leadership to account and providing your personal professional experience to the discussions that go on around that board table. So there definitely is room for everybody around a board table and there should be. Definitely. And that's that's what makes um, makes boards successful, isn't it? Having that diversity um, across that board. Um, so talking about the boards and the impact that they, they do have, Joanne, what impact have you seen on your school so far since being in role? Well, my professional background has allowed me to approach school data through a dual lens. So the finance aspect of my role has honed my ability to scrutinise financial statements and spot discrepancies or areas that have required further attention. And on multiple occasions, this has led to constructive discussions with the head teacher and subsequent beneficial changes. But popping on my HR hat, the HR expertise provides me with the tools to delve into more qualitative aspects, such as the staff well-being or the resource management. By examining patterns in absenteeism or resource allocation, we've managed to implement staff rotor adjustments, which have resulted in improved staff attendance and more effective learning environments for our children. And I think the two-pronged approach has not only strengthened our school's operational efficiency, but it's reinforced our core mission which is to ensure the well-being and success of all our pupils. That's really great to hear. I think um, being able to approach approach the role with that dual lens is is vital, and seeing seeing the way that you can bring the data aspect of your professional role into into the board level discussions is great as well. Kaylee, have you seen a similar impact in the way that you've um, contributed to your board? Yes, certainly. Um, Yeah, in a very, very similar way with more of a focus on the HR. So sort of bringing that that holistic kind of approach. And I think the the positive impact that we've seen is is when you get that feedback from staff and students about decisions that have been made at board level and the part you've played in those and the positive feedback that comes back and is passed back to governors. Um, I think that that's really rewarding. I also see a great impact more recently in our governing bodies you know, where we're, we're getting a lot more involved in the sort of meeting and greeting staff, having those link governor visits, really building rapport and relationships with the staff at the school um, to help them understand the, the purpose of the governing board and, and what we do and, and why we're here. So that's been really good. And we've had some really, really positive feedback from our, our individual link staff members to say that it's brilliant to see governors walking around the school sitting in on lessons, actually trying to understand what 
what the day-to-day running of school is like and not just coming to a meeting every term to to discuss those big picture aspects. So I think that's been a really positive impact is is people seeing the governing body and being a much more visible body of people. That's been really positive for me. That's great to hear. And I hear this a lot about school visits being one of the most beneficial ways to get insight into the school to see the children they're learning to see the teaching actually happening rather than just sitting around a board table once the children have gone home from school as a a way of number one seeing the impact but then also learning to then contribute to the conversations you're having at that next board meeting as well definitely seems a a vital a vital aspect Anthony, I'm interested to sort of uh, bring in to the conversation here the topic around how long it might take to see impact on, on a board because Obviously, the term of governance for a school governor is four years, so that's that's quite a, quite a long time. Do we see it quite quite a lot where volunteers take some time to to actually see that impact? Because um, I know that's something that we do talk about quite a bit. Yes, you're right. So the term for a governor is four years, and I speak with people on a day to day basis who have been a part of a board for much longer than that—four years, eight years onwards. And what I hear from those more long-standing members is that because schools take the time to really look at what they need to do and then apply it so that it comes into effect further down the road, they can see that impact over the course of their tenure on a governing board. So what that means is that the decisions that boards make in year one Um, might not necessarily come to fruition until the second or third year, but that will have the long-term impact of having having an impact on many, many children. And that's something which is really rewarding for the governor role, is that you will be involved in the lives of hundreds or maybe thousands, depending on the size of the school, of children, and decisions that you make there will have an impact for several years. So a child who comes in, in reception, for example, you may be able to see them progress throughout the entire time at primary school until they move on to secondary. And it's a really fantastic way of seeing how discussions around the table are then put into practical use in the classroom or within the school structure. So hearing that is is absolutely fantastic that you're starting both to see the positive impact of your being on the board And I would be remiss not to take this opportunity just to say that people with HR skills are very much in demand um, from a governing standpoint. As Charlie mentioned, we have many vacancies across England and Wales. And when it comes to people who are those with HR skills, we have around on average 800 to 900 vacancies at any one time looking for people with a HR background who can go in and bring their knowledge and experience to bear on a board. So everybody um, can make a real difference. Thank you, Anthony. So going back to to you, Kaylee, what has been your favourite part of being a governor so far? I think it's it's just been stepping outside of my comfort zone and learning something new. It's been so rewarding to speak with other professionals from different fields who all come together, but with the same goal in mind, and that is improving the education system, improving outcomes for the young people in our community. And, um, you know, everyone's doing this in their in their free time, meeting staff and students, making really, really big, impactful decisions. Um, it's just been such a learning curve. And it's been 
amazing to sit around with with people and and learn from their expertise and also see how your expertise benefits the board and it's just really rewarding to see see the school flourish and thrive from those from those meetings and from those decisions that we have to make that's lovely to hear really great to hear and Joanne, same to you then. What has been your favourite part of being a governor? One of the more gratifying elements of being a school governor for me has been the opportunity to utilise and discover untapped potential. The role of governor has given me the chance to be involved in various committees encompassing resources, appraisals, training and development. And each one of these committees has presented me with unique challenges and opportunities for growth, which I love. Uh, unlike my corporate role, where success is often measured in profits, the rewards here are measured in the impact that we have on the children and our community. And the role has offered me such a sense of purpose that enriches my professional life with depth and significance. That's lovely to hear as well. Um, two sort of key elements that are coming out of this really are the, the impact that that's having on the children at the school, but then also the growth in terms of skills and development that is in is seen in both your professional lives and then in the in the board setting um, and that's something that I do see a lot when speaking with volunteers is that there's it's not a one-way street the skills that you have in your professional life you can take onto those school governing boards and, and utilize there and then you build new skills that you then bring back into professional life and it's just a, a bit of a, a cycle of constant learning and development which is really great to see and um, really really useful Anthony anything to add there just really to echo what you've just said Charlie that a lot of volunteers feedback to me a few months after being placed on a board about how they've benefited and how they've grown into the role and they benefit both professionally and personally so they develop skills such as increasing um, their confidence how they are more prepared and more um, efficient at analysing performance data, how they can recognise better when it comes to um, value for money and other skills which can feed into their workplace. But also they talk about that networking and collaboration on the governing board, meeting people from their local community, meeting people from different walks of life who who come together on that board. So it's really a great professional and personal development opportunity. Definitely. It definitely is. So to loop back on something you mentioned earlier, Anthony, you mentioned the inclusive governance campaign at the start of this podcast. So at Governors for Schools, we want to encourage individuals from all backgrounds to take on the school governor role. It's incredibly important for the school to have diversity on their board and for governing boards to be representative of the communities they serve. And at a time where 77% of boards are struggling to recruit new governors and trustees, it's it's important that everyone who's eligible to be a school governor really knows that it's something they could consider. So on that note then, Kaylee, why would you recommend being a governor to other HR professionals out there? Yeah, so I, I totally, totally agree and, and really passionately believe that, you know, governing boards along with any kind of boards or committees really need to reflect the community that they that they serve in. Our, our students and the people in our wider community need to see people like them um, contributing to these decisions. And I think it's only when that is the norm will more people from more diverse backgrounds think, oh, that is something that I could do. 
Um, but as a as a HR professional, we're we're so well versed in the tricky parts of running businesses that there are so many parallels between our day to day roles as HR professionals and what we can um, contribute on a governing board. For example, any HR professional is used to conducting disciplinaries, hearing grievances, those sorts of areas, and governors are sometimes required to you know hear appeals from parents or from um, staff. So having a clear understanding of the technical and the soft people skills of those kind of processes um, and to be able to do that with integrity and professionalism is a really critical aspect of of, um, succeeding in in the governing body. I also think it's so useful, and Joanne touched on this earlier, of being able to see some trends that are coming through and what the future workforce is going to look like and what they are wanting. And I mean, I see a lot of trends in our board meetings of student data and things that are going on and things that are being talked about that are quite similar to what we're discussing currently in in the workplace and in sort of our HR roles. So it really opens your eyes to see what this kind of the future workforce are prioritizing, what's important to them, what's being discussed currently in schools, because that's going to need to parallel in the workplace in the future. Uh, they are the future workforce. So it's it's a really, really key way for us to inform our HR practice as well and future-proof our recruitment and retention and workforce planning strategies. So it's kind of twofold. We give a lot to the governing body, but I've personally taken a lot as well into my sort of day-to-day professional role thinking about the future and the future of workforce planning. That's really interesting to hear. I hadn't really considered that element to it, the whole workforce planning side of things from a HR side. So that's really, really interesting. Joanne, same question to you then. Why would you recommend being a governor to other HR professionals? As Kaylee said, the parallels between HR and school governance are quite striking. You know, as people professionals, we're accustomed to nurturing the potential within our workforce and advocating for their well-being and aiming to enhance the, the quality of their professional lives. You know, as governors, we strike to enrich educational experiences of our students, ensuring that they receive the best possible education. So the skills that we utilise in HR are highly transferable to the governance setting, whether that's strategic planning or understanding human dynamics or ensuring accountability. And moreover, the reciprocal benefits are immense. And as much as I contribute to the school, I gain in experience and perspective and the satisfaction of giving back. You know, it's an incredibly rewarding journey that embodies personal and professional growth um, and the meaningfulness of that, you know, it's incomparable. But sort of going back to what Kaylee said in terms of the diversity and inclusivity on boards, you know, the best and most robust decision making is by a group of individuals who have all led different experiences and have got different life experiences. And I think it's really important for our children to be able to see themselves in those leadership positions. You know, we are role modelling for our, for our children and the way to do that is to have an inclusive perspective on governance. That's great to hear also. I think you've really hit, hit, both hit the nail on the head there, really, in terms of how how beneficial it, it can be. One thing I wanted to loop back on um, as well that Kaylee mentioned is um, the element of disciplinary hearings. And I know that one of the biggest things as well that um, a governing board might, might do or a, a governor might do on their time as a governing board is to undertake head teacher recruitment because it's 
such a, an important process. And of course, you as HR professionals, when it comes to disciplinary hearings, when it comes to recruitment practices, you're the ones that know best and the ones that can really help make sure that the governing board is doing everything the right way in, in, in that regard. Um, so it's definitely, definitely a very useful skill to have there. Anthony, I'm interested to hear if you've got anything to sort of loop in on from your, your communications with all the many volunteers you do communicate with. Well, what I would say is that if any volunteers are listening to this and are thinking about putting together an application to become a governor, then what Kaylee and Joanne outlined, their motivations for applying um, are what governing boards are looking for. They're looking for individuals who are passionate about the future, are passionate about diversity and representation, and are aware of the ways that they can bring their professional experience to bear on the board. So I have nothing more to add on that because Joanne and Kaylee answered it perfectly. And that would be the advice I'd give to anybody from a HR background um, listening to this podcast. Thanks for that, Anthony. Um, so before we do wrap up, I'm interested to sort of go back to our panellists one last time and find out if they've got any any final tips for those people who are listening today who are contemplating hitting apply on our website. Kaylee, do you have a top tip for um, anyone who might be interested in becoming a school governor? I would say if you are interested and you're contemplating it, just do it. It's so rewarding. It really is. uh, It's been an amazing experience. Um, And I think one of the the sort of main tips is I would say is remove any preconceived notions of what governing bodies are from your mind and go in really fresh because, you know, I, I wouldn't have thought that someone in maybe their early 30s like myself without children would be a good governor but actually it's been brilliant and it's it's not something that holds you back and actually it brings again a diverse opinion to to the governing body because i don't have children and i'm you know slightly younger than you might consider a typical governor so it it just brings a different perspective and it adds to that diversity and and inclusion aspect so I would just say, yes, don't don't think, you know, oh, I'm not old enough. I don't have kids. So I'm not going to be, you know, I don't have the professional background. Just just do it. Just do it. It's great. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I think that's really, really important because that debunks some of the myths that we hear so often as in you need to have children, you need to have an education background. Really great to hear. Joanne, same question to you. Any top tips for um, potential governors? To echo what Kaylee said, really. I mean, if, if you're thinking about doing it, do it because if you're having those thoughts already you are exactly the type of person that a governing board would would benefit from so i would recommend you go on governors for school take a look there's plenty of information on there but yeah the community will benefit from somebody who is willing to give and if you're having those thoughts you know that's you so you know silence that inner critic don't overthink it and go on this journey because it's so rewarding thank you thank you joanne I think that's something that I've heard a lot when considering the school governor role and particularly I'm gearing myself up for is to have this in my head that there's no silly questions. If there's a question in my head that someone or if there's a question in my head that I want to ask, the chances are someone else on the governing board is thinking it and it's a worthwhile question asking. So, yeah, that's definitely, definitely some really good top tips there. So, Anthony, for those that are listening now, is there any advice you'd give them regarding the application process? So I think for me, 
what advice I would give anybody considering volunteering with us is that when you're completing your application, consider your personal and professional experience as a whole and think about your motivations for applying. So what is it about volunteering your time in a school governing board that you think is really important? Because what schools are always keen to hear from is why are you interested in becoming a school governor? What is it that you think you can bring to a board? So that would be my number one tip is really just to take five minutes and um, while you're doing your application to sit down and have a think about why am I applying and what do I hope to gain both personally but also what do I hope to contribute to the school in my own professional and personal capacity. So that would be my one tip is just to have that little think um, before you start an application about your motivations for applying and be able to put them into words because schools really are keen to hear that from volunteers. Brilliant. Thank you, Anthony. And also thank you, Joanne and Kaylee, um, for those tips there. That was uh, the end of my question. So thank you so much for contributing to a really interesting discussion today. Um, I'm going to pass back over to you, Anthony. Thank you, Charlie. Um, so starting off, again, a huge thank you to Charlie, Kaylee and Joanne for sharing their time, their experience and their advice for potential new governors. Next, it's over to you, the listener. If you'd like to volunteer with us, visit our website, www.governorsforschools.org.uk to complete your online profile with your skills and experience. You can also let us know your school and travel preferences. And we ask everybody to create a small personal statement that demonstrates your passion and commitment to improving educational standards through governance which we share with schools during the process of finding you a suitable governor role. At Governors for Schools, we do more than just place you in a school. We want you to be effective in your governor role as quickly as possible. So once you join us, we do have a range of free e-learning modules to introduce you to the role. We hold regular webinars so they continue your learning and have the opportunity to ask governance experts questions. You also get 12 months free access to online governor resources and knowledge from Governor Hub Knowledge once you are placed in a role. So once you've submitted your application or even beforehand, it's definitely worth checking out all of that, as well, of course, as any other podcasts, episodes which strike your fancy. So once again, thank you for listening and thank you to our volunteers and to Charlie.